0: I've never seen a hollow mountain that you can just crash right through
1: into. Have you ever been to a bug planet? No. Well, there you go. Okay.
2: I finally watched.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David, and this is alan and I finally watched
0: Starship Troopers. And today we have a very special guest, Ian Graham from Cult Connections Podcast. Hi, Ian.
2: Hello, guys. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, no, this is exciting. um Would you care to tell us and the folks listening at home a little bit more about your podcast, Cult Connections?
2: Sure. Yeah. So. um uh, cult cult their connections film and uh, their TV um I'm actually gonna shortly make a few a few sort of changes there to it but but basically the main show um every week I have I have a new their uh, uh, guest on so, so there is someone um they're fresh every week we talk about three things so it might be three films three uh, they sort of episodes of a of a, a sort of show, and there's a theme there to it. So uh, it might be the uh, the sort of actor, uh, um, uh, their director, things like that. But also some more obscure um, their links to um, um, their films. So 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 for this week. Um, i'm talking about the other fellas which is three long-running film their series where the lead actor is um they changed for one film and the original actor uh, actually comes back there for the next film Ah. three three um uh their films where they've actually done that Uh, there's one very obvious one and then Uh, There are two that you might not know so well, but um, three big film uh, series. So just sort of, you know, links like that, just, you know, nice, uh, nice, nice obscure stuff or things that you might not sort of think about. Uh, That's that's the flavor that I like to have.
0: I like that, too, because so not only do you do cult and obscure films, but then they're all connected in an obscure way also. So it's kind of like you're piling on the theme. Yeah. Some
2: of the, to be fair, some of them are more they're obvious, but um they sure. when I do find those more ob- ob- obscure ones, yeah, I'm like, yes, this is this is perfect. Just yeah. So uh, yeah. And like I say, this week's one's absolutely um you know, it's it's so good, it just fits fits the show so well it's been it's been uh it has gone down well so far.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. So Starship Troopers, I kind of uh, threw the ball in your court for this one, Ian, uh, and you you pick this one. Is this some? Is this one that you've done? You've always wanted to do? Talk about?
2: Um, I haven't covered uh, this film on my show. Um, however, when you mentioned it, and and funnily enough, one of the things that I said at, at the start of um, the January is I'd actually read more so so the 2023 um I'm, i must read more more uh, uh their sort of novels and and i would very much gone out of that which was uh so and i knew i would actually read quite a lot of um the heinlein in my um their teenagers there was as you guys can see that was quite a while ago you know it's a good few years back so but um I had not read this one and I thought, right, okay, let's do this film. I'm I'm gonna get the um their novel and um they read it so it so it fitted in because it's a film that I really like. And I can actually read read reads there the other book as well. So so thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually surprised like reading up on it. I was like, Oh wow, the book was written back in the fifties. I think it's fifty three. Um, mm-hmm. and then the the movie <laughs> is uh, kind of a it's a 90s movie um and so to kind of adapt something that's 40 plus years old into the film adaptation that we have now mm. um, and both being similar but quite different I think is quite amazing
2: I think I mean I mean there are there are a lot of of their differences, um, you know, s- you know, story wise, you know, very much so. Right. character wise as well, um, but the tonally, that's the huge change because um, uh, the the Behoven's film is they're the opposite of what this this sort of book is. So what, so what he says, uh, the the tone he goes for, his thoughts about it. Um, are not the same as as fine uh, lines. <laughs> right. It's very different.
0: Right. Well, let's, let's get into it. David?
1: Well, and one thing I was reading is, and I think this is kind of funny, so when I first watched this movie, I was probably, so it came out when I was 10, and I think I watched it on DVD very quickly after that, so I was like 11, 12 years old, And at that age, you don't get kind of the undertones of the movie. I was like, this may be like one of the first times I saw boobs. You know what I mean? Like the nudity was like a real reason. Like I loved this movie and then the action. Right. And watching it this time, because I haven't seen it in a decade, two decades. I was like, you know, I always recognize like the propaganda elements of the videos, but really like the tone of, you know, kind of like, it's not anti-military, but it's like anti-fascist, anti like this military state. Um, it's kind of, and it's, it's not even totally that. Right. Cause I was reading some commentary on it and I, they were like, Oh, people have missed the point who think that this is, you know, the humans are the good guys. It's actually the bugs are the bad, are the good guys. And I was like, I think it's even a little bit different than that. Right. But um, what I, one thing I read and I, I guess I wanted to get your, your thoughts on Ian, is that so, Paul Verhoeven said that he started to read the book, but he couldn't because it was just such a right-wing book <laughs> that he found it quite boring. And then one of the things I read is that, like, many fans of the book were actually were actually like in defense of the author and the book were saying, like, well, no, this guy wasn't, like, a right-wing pro-military guy. He was actually just – it was a commentary on, like, a military-type state and that he wasn't, you know, promoting this. He was just saying – like, this is what this would look like. This is something that could happen. And this is, you know, this is like what it would look like, right? And what what I found funny, wh- whether that's true or not, is if it is true, you know, you have the director of the movie kind of maybe misinterpreting the book. And then when this movie came out, so many of the critics, like accused Paul Verhoeven of like neo-Nazi tendencies of being like <laughs> pro-military, and pro this. And it's just, so it would be very funny to me if, the movie was misunderstood and then the director of that movie, like, misunderstood the original text, you know, the intentions of it, even though if it I, I would imagine it does come off as very pro-military. And like, as a teenager, I was just like, Yeah, let's kill these fucking bugs. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. What when, when it's like a lot more it's a lot more nuanced than that. And it's just like it I think you can get caught up in this movie in that like the acting's not great and maybe
0: I don't know what you're talking about, David. I don't know what you're talking about. I think Denise 30... Richards should have won an Oscar for this one.
1: Yeah, this was Oscar nominated, and then, I know, like, I know. The CGI like was probably good at the time, but maybe doesn't hold up as well here. Like that's it. it it's still like the movie as a whole is like so much deeper this time watching it. Um, and so I guess yeah, I, you know that was a roundabout way to give my thoughts, but also ask like what. What did you think of the like? Did you agree with like Verhoven's take of it being kind of right wing, or did you think that he the the author was also being like a little bit like just kind of sh- you know, n- n- he was more like left wing, kind of showing what this would look like in the future, what it could look uh, like. Uh,
2: yeah, uh-huh. no, no, I definitely. I think um, I think Verhoven's probably right. Here. The book itself is is very right wing, Um or um the because what it does do is is they sort of lecture they're, they're the reader in, in um, their many ways so it so it has has a bit of their science has a bit of um uh, where it breaks down the uh, the sort of uh, the their chain of uh, their sort of command and how that works and uh, it really labors that and uh, it's almost like a a a a, a, a sort of lesson. You know, some of the chapters feel like, you know, you're sitting, you know, you see he's trying to teach you things. But um it is pro military, definitely, you know, that is the, the sort of hero that uh, civilians are seen as um not not sort of lesser but you know, people who, who join the their services are seen as as their sort of better people, and it's and they are they sort of rewarded in that their society only. So you so you have to do service to be their citizen, and, and and only citizens can um, they vote. So it's I mean that's a pretty and and
0: yeah. other things too, like get a license to have children and 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 things like yeah, that. Is yeah, it's all, all very. It's all sorts of stuff. One thing I found interesting is the Neil Patrick Harris character in this film. I thought he was kind of like the, I don't know, just his whole arc, right? His whole story I found interesting. And and obviously we don't see much of him, but he's supposed to be like one of the, like, um, the, the columns of the story. Like you have Denise Richards and then you have... Um, I'm just going to name them by the character name or the actress name, whatever I think I can remember. But you have Johnny Rico and then uh, you have Carl played by Neil Patrick Harris. And um, you the whole movie mostly focuses on Rico and Denise Richards. And then Carl's the character of Carl is kind of thrown aside until you see him more towards the end. And what I love about this is what we were talking about is, is this more like anti-fascist or is this pro-military? Like where is the satirical undertones coming in and out? But I think it's mostly like uh, prominent when you see Carl again, after all these years, and he's dressed like an SS officer <laughs> coming, you know, straight out of uh world war two uh, Nazi Germany. And and I was just like, "Oh my God, they're not subtle with that at all." Like they are, you know. You're you're very committed to that at that point. I thought that's what I took from it.
2: Yeah, for me, um, Behoven, so, certainly this thing, doesn't really do you know subtle. You know, <laughs> it's not a subtle film. You know, but it's, no. you, know, it's in, you know it's in your face. You know, what it's actually. They are uh, sort of telling and style wise are very similar films, you know. You know, great great film, obviously rule the Um but um obviously David, you said you saw this when you were uh, they sort of eleven or so and uh, um, I um w- would imagine at that, that sort of age it's a film, you know, it's a big you know, it's a big space action film and you can you know, and you can enjoy it on that level, you know, it's uh and you know, you know, great great sort of action, you know, spaceships, uh, bugs, shooting, you know, Goa. But there's lots of other other bits and that's. I mean for me I've probably watched it ten times maybe. You know, I've watched this film, you know, a lot and uh you know there's always new things or there's always there's always something that, that I'll I'll sort of pick up on or Uh, It still feels, you know, fresh, fresh for me. uh,
1: They're the best films always always do. You know, one thing I want to talk about too is so, well, I was reading some of the commentary on it. I, I think I kind of said this a little bit earlier, but, you know, some people were, you have some people who look at this and they're just like, right, this is like a pro war movie. Like the humans are the good guys. Rah, rah. It's, it's like a fun story. There are other people that are like, you guys are idiots. You like completely kind of missed it the bugs are the good guys. And I think you only read that from like one line where they're like, oh, the, you know, people say that um, the bugs, uh, we like sort of went into their territory a little bit. And because of that, this is, has caused all of this. And it's one line from like a reporter, right? But what what I like about this movie is I think there's like, it's, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Like Verhoeven's definitely talking about like, the dangers of creating this kind of fascist pro-military government control state, right? Because that's what he, he grew up in. But, but I also think the movie can, can be seen like whether you're left ring, left wing or right wing, you can sort of see it like one, it's like, yeah, this is like a, Oh, the dangers of this, the humans are in the wrong, but there's also like, even if you are right wing, you see, this is like the, you know, it's not pro-military, even from that standpoint where it's like, War is hell. You have all these kind of poorer people, which in this case, the poorer people are the civilians rather than the citizens, right? They're the ones that get sent to go, you know, in order to be a citizen, you have to go off and and almost die, usually die, a few of you will live, right? Um, I think also,
0: let me interject right here. I think also showing how many people without legs and arms and different um, uh, mechanical appendages people have shows the cost of becoming a citizen. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. And so it's like, you know, it also shows like these military blunders too. Right. So it's like, it's not necessarily saying like, or at least the way I, you can take it. Right. Not necessarily saying like, oh, you know, the humans are wrong in this and they should have just allowed Buenos Aires to get bombed. They should have allowed, you know, the bugs start destroying like every planet, right? So if you if you, if you you take this reading of like, oh, it was just accidental, well, that doesn't really jive with the fact that they're sending these asteroids out with their eggs on it and then taking over every planet, right? And destroying all of these solar systems, right? Like, you know, there's one line at the end where he's like, oh yeah, we just got back from Zegama Beach and we'd heard that earlier. And Rico's like, oh, I've always wanted to visit there. And the guy's like, well, it's gone right and i mean you know we don't know why it's gone but i mean we could imagine there was a fight there there was an invasion there and then like you know erosion
0: just natural (laughs) erosion yeah
1: just water erosion but what but my whole overarching point about this is like i think the movie is so good at one it's definitely taking an an anti-military stance right but not necessarily in a just like you shouldn't have a military but in a like it's not glorious right and that's the over it's glorifying community. it yeah exactly. yeah it's not glorious so whether you're saying like oh the humans are wrong that's missing the point the point is uh, to me the point is war is not glory right these people think it's glory and then they get like they get on their first battlefield and like most <laughs> of them die and so I think that like that is like the main point to me from this and it's something that you maybe miss when you're 11.
0: I'm just imagining David watching this now as an adult and he's like, "Huh. I think this damn movie's trying to tell me something." <laughs> <laughs> but but you- yeah, no, I mean let's I, I I I think we'll we'll hit most of these points if we just like start talking about the plot and how it starts out um with the uh kind of the uh military propaganda almost looking like you're you're scrolling through a web page which i thought was an interesting way of introducing this it's uh you know um would you like to know more sort of vibe
1: yeah i mean that was my favorite part growing up and my favorite part like now those videos are so it's just so you know this movie is a lot of times called satirical, and I think those are like the biggest examples of that. It's the most satirical parts of it. Just like and it's just a very one. It's a very smart way to do exposition. And I always look out for like how movies do that. But the first couple just like set up the entire plot of the movie in just like a very interesting way, and and then the the rest of them that are just like I said, so satirical.
0: The problem for me is that I I read like a wikipedia synopsis about this movie before watching it of course
1: it. you did of course you and
0: no just not not like a whole plot by plot thing just like a just like a byline right and and it was it's called satirical so when coming into this i was expecting something like an airplane or like a like a monty python and the holy grail thing. <laughs> And that is not what I got at all. I got this whole two hour like it takes it pretty like this movie takes it pretty seriously, uh it takes itself pretty seriously for the most part. So I was just surprised how like okay, so the satirical part is in the in the propaganda stuff, and that's like three or four times throughout the whole film. I think
2: what I love about and you know, the 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 militant the 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 sort of advertisement parts, the the media bits, um you know, and they are lit there throughout the film um and again, you know, I think back to uh, uh, this sort of Robocop as well, which features some very similar uh this sort of elements and uh you know you know this was off you know for for Verhoeven, this seems to be a very sort of comfortable you know style for him and uh work I, I think it actually works really well because. You know the 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 sort of adverts as it were. They're very uh, they're sort of cheesy. That they're actually the very sort of fifties. You know, so sort of harking back to when uh, the uh, their sort of book came out. So almost paying homage, you know, to that. And uh, you know, and as and as we know, adverts from sort of back then or film, um, uh, sorry, of news. Uh, the sort of bulletins were were very different, you know, very different sort of tone, and uh, I really like that. I think, I think it's, I, I think it's a great way to uh, to actually advance the, uh, the the story and and get you know get get your points over as well.
0: Yeah, and and like you said, it's kind of the the fifties vibe, but it's on it like a very nineties web page outlay and so you're you're mixing all the all the uh decades together in like this very concise i just love like you're like yeah this is great as their arms are being blown off right <laughs> um it's awesome it's awesome
1: well, well and it starts too i think one of the videos in the very beginning starts with the reporter that we see get killed and we see rico and we see him in like in trouble right um and it's just what I like is the transition right then into we meet all of our people. People you're like, what was that? You know, we get this just very quick view of someone dying and then we get, Oh, this kind of classroom setting with these high schoolers. And, and the setup of this is very funny. Just the way it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like very archetypal Rico, dumb jock, his girlfriend, (laughs) you know, smart, pretty wants to be a pilot. Um, I, what I love too, you know, so those, those propaganda things, when it says, do you want to know more that, you know, this movie came out kind of like at the same time, DVDs were coming out and, you know, the screens to click through. And so it kind of like meshed well with like the DVD I just bought, like clicking through it and, and the way that worked. Um, But then like... In the in the, one of the first scenes, they're finding out their math scores and the way that that machine works, where they like can pull it up and blow it up over the whole thing. And Carl does that to him, and then like later on when he dies, and she's able to do the same thing to see if like you know he dies, you know, in finger quotes, mm-hmm. you know, she's able to pull that up. I like like the the use of technology is funny because this is supposed to be this you know the movie came out in ninety seven, that I guess it's supposed to take place in twenty one ninety seven, you know, exactly two hundred years earlier. And I always love movies that are just like, have a vision of the future. And this is like a very specific vision of what things would look like. And the most interesting thing to me, which you don't actually find out until way later on in the movie, is that all of these white people, and Paul Verhoeven (laughs) specifically chose like people that look like they were on Beverly Hills 90210. That's Mm -hmm. like what he was envisioning, you know, because in the book, I think it's Juan Rico, right? It Um, is, yeah, yeah but I always found it so interesting as a kid having these American people living in Buenos Aires. And then this conversation at at the dance between Diz and uh, Rico, where he's like, are you going to go play for Rio? And she's like, well, as long as Tokyo doesn't offer me a starting spot. And so this just like global view 200 years later, where it's like, I guess English is spoken everywhere. You know, it was just, I found it so interesting.
0: But American football is still well and alive. Um, it's actually called
1: jump ball, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the other thing, not only is the cultural blanket over the whole world kind of this cohesive uh, mesh, right? It's, it's, this movie portrays a 200-year future as this perfect gender equality, too. Like, if a woman wants to become a soldier, no one bats an eye. And I think that's different. Like today, that's more, uh, you know, uh, um, a common thing. Back in the 90s, probably not so much, right? And mm-hmm. so the fact that they can all shower together, they can all be pilots, they can all achieve the same goal and no one is looked to as, you know, a different sort of way of life. I, I think one of the most interesting conversations in this whole movie is when they're all in the shower and for David's sake, they're all butt-ass naked. Exactly. And- Uh, I forget her name, but the short haired redhead says that she, they're going around and asking why each one became a uh, fight in the military to become a citizen. And they're like, she, she goes, Oh, I want to, I want to start a family. So it's like this perfect uh, combination of like, yeah, I can fight in the military and start a family. And that's perfectly normal. And I think that's just so interesting how they've kind of reimagined this this future where there's no gender norms and there's no it it's interesting to me. I thought that was cool. That that is a slight sort of change from, from the other book.
2: So um in in the, the book, the mobile in, in tree is, is is all um they're male, so so there's no women in that. Um however however the the the, the navy is 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 um they're female, uh, they're sort mm. of dominated. They just say, right, you know, that the best, best sort of pilots are actually are uh, best sort of women, so it does uh, show that part of it.
0: Huh. That's good. I- That's great that you read the book, because now we can always, <laughs> we can make comparisons through the whole thing. No, it's, it's really great. Last time, um, uh, episode before we did The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and uh, David saw the original version. So he was jumping in and out about like, well, actually, that's not what actually happened in the original version.
1: <laughs> Which is also probably different than the book too. But what, what I love about the beginning of this as well is there's so many tiny details that are not thrown in your face. One th- like, for example, um, the dad just throws this line out of like, I'd rather take 10 lashes in public square than you know have you join. And it's just like, oh my god! So this is this place where if you do something wrong, everyone comes around, and it's like it's not a guillotine, but it's you know public humiliation. You know what I mean? Um, the the uh, the other thing too is I thought you know, that
0: was something before we actually see it in the movie. I thought that was just something dads say, like if your friends all jumped off a bridge, would you sort of thing, like ten lashes in the public square, and then you find out it's actually the thing, like a thing, and you're
1: like. Well, and, and the other thing too is that, um, so like there's, you know, there's this one reading you can have just based on this movie where, like, you know, it's almost a trick that being a citizen is a good thing, right? Because like Rico's like, oh, I want to be a citizen. I want to join the military. And his family's like, we're rich. You're going to go to, you're, you're dumb, but you're going to get to go to Harvard because we're rich. You know, I don't yeah. think that's the point of it, right? I think it's like they just happen to be able to be wealthy, but they're still like considered almost a lower class because they're not citizens in this like militaristic future. But, uh, you know, it, it's just interesting that you have these people that are so wealthy, like that house is so beautiful. Their son is an idiot, but they're going to pay for him to go to Harvard. Um, and they're going to pay for him to go on this like journey to Zegama Beach, like way out, you know, in this place that he's always wanted to go. But it's like they're they're almost a lower class because they haven't joined the military. They haven't had. I I imagine the book describes how to become a citizen a little more. Like if if you're a citizen, do your babies become a citizen, or you know all of that. But I just the the touches on it in the beginning of the movie are so interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. No, it's it's fairly much they they they're the same. You know, you have to do, do your service. Um, it doesn't really touch on about right what happens afterwards um however you know those 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 um features aren't are the same so you know uh, uh the Rico's family is they're wealthy he he was gonna go to this sort of Harvard you know that was a plan work in, in the in the family uh, their sort of business um funnily enough his his trip which was a bribe um for for um, for actually not sort of joining up to join the family firm as I word. say he was going go right. to go to. Think it was Mars, actually. So was, that, oh, in the book, yeah, that was yeah. as far yeah. as they were going to get. It was Mars. It was
0: Mars, and then that's how we get our Total Recall <laughs> tie-in into this <laughs> movie. Um, but the the other thing too, and I'm going to go back to the shower scene. I think I'm going to go back to the shower scene a lot. For David's sake, no, I'm kidding. Um, But thank you for the for the part where the there's one uh, soldier who says that he was going to go to Harvard and he couldn't afford it, and it's almost like this mirror image that Johnny sees in him. He's like, oh, this guy was s- smart enough, but his family is poor, and that's what brought him here. I could have actually gone there and had all the opportunity to, but I chose this. I thought that was a really interesting mirror comparison to the two characters.
1: I also think in the beginning of this movie that like, I was talking about this with you, lot earlier, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: of all the actors, it feels like Michael Ironside was probably the best in this. I mean, the, the one, the, just the, the actor who could act the best. And, you know, some of his, some of his lines in this, I think are like pretty cool and interesting. You know, at one point after the dance, Johnny goes up to him and is like, you know, I think I'm going to join. And he's like, but I just wanted your advice, you know, should I? And he was like, you know, choice is the only real freedom we have. And it, 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 you know, it's, it's interesting too. can, you know, taking that in with the military state that they live in. He's this guy who like has given his arm for, for this and now he's like, I wouldn't necessarily tell you to go do this. But then right afterwards, he goes and does it because he's like, so good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's like, he's already seen the horrors of this. And like, he's not, he's not trying to, he's, you know, the dad accuses him. Oh, you know, they're trying to use, you know, recruit people out of that high school. And he's like, that's not what this, you know, this teacher doesn't do that. So he's just such an interesting character.
0: And then while all this is going on, we have this love triangle between Johnny Riz and and denise richards diz. which is not diz i, I don't know i said. riz riz is uh, another uh action movie character from a different movie um uh <laughs> diz johnny and and uh, denise richards well okay for fuck's sake what's denise richards character name so i can stop calling her denise richards they carmen. Have carmen um so we got carmen diz and rico and uh Rico and, and Carmen are in a relationship and Diz kind of wants to steal uh Rico away um and this is like it's interesting too and maybe this is why the movie was so damn long is because you have all this like political satirical say so in in the whole film but then you also have this like relationships and love that's like the driving force that's like the interconnected tissue through the whole movie uh driving our characters in a way um but what what did everyone think about the whole Diz moving in on
2: Johnny thing? I certainly, for me, and having read read the the book, and I will I will sort of touch on this, you know, as we go on. However, so so there is there is no like, They Diz their character, so that's so the, so that's a new one. Carmen is a very minor role in 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 the the book. Same with. Um, uh, their sort of Carl. They, their Carl actually gets gets killed, um, halfway through, and Jeez. you know no real mention of it at all. So uh, Carmen, um, Carmen is not Johnny's their girlfriend at all. Um, he w- he would like her there to be, but um, you know she goes off and does her bit, and she comes back to him. So. Um, but as as a Hollywood film, it's, you know, you know, you need uh, a sort of characters that the audience can uh, they sort of relate to, and uh, you know, these are young, young people. They've got hormones, you know, so we will get get, get a bit of love and a bit, of, you know, they are the other and all that and all that stuff, and it's it's it and it makes sense because it it helps to tie up, um you know, uh, the uh, this sort of story and and the, the themes and helps to drive uh, the plot and um, you know a straight adaptation of of the the novel probably wouldn't really work too well because it's very much it is Rico's uh, this sort of journey and yeah uh-huh. you know you need these other bits you know to make it work. The
0: the thing I found most frustrating about it in the movie, well, only in the movie, is that. Once how do I put this? like once Johnny sees that Carmen isn't an option anymore and and Diz is so adamantly on on him, he's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever let's let's sleep together right And then when Carmen thinks that um, Johnny's dead, her and Xander kind of have a thing. and then when those two characters die, they're just like, yeah, let's get back together. Like, hell with it, you know?
1: Well, they don't actually get back together, though.
0: No, you could... Th- but the, it's so, funny. It's There's the, nothing the, in the way of that relationship anymore.
1: Well, no, there isn't. So, well, except for the fact well, that she's well, still a pilot, a right? <laughs> there's a great yeah, big I mean, war she, going on. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> she's still a pilot, and he's... he. You know, I mean, they're... The reason she broke up with him is cuz she said I'm going to go career so I'm going to be in this forever we're never going to you know we're never going to be in the same place so then you know we have to break up and so that's still there. When they the you know there's a bunch of deleted scenes because they did this for test audiences and Carmen and Xander getting together was like more of a thing. It was funny Paul Verhoeven also like asked Denise Richards to do a nude scene that wasn't like originally planned and she was just like no, that doesn't really make any sense for the character. You're just like adding another nude scene, which is like, you know, for a Dutch film director, he, he had a bunch of commentary on like the way Americans view nudity versus violence, which is like a you know a conversation we always have over here. Um, but so test audiences hated Carmen because she moved on to Xander so, so quickly after Johnny died dude died he died <laughs> but they were already broken up and i mean like she's eventually what she's eventually gonna move on and this dude who likes her who she has shown like been flirting with like i i remember as a kid like you know 11 12 year old like thinking xander was such a bad guy and like a terrible character and like really yeah. the only thing is like he's competitive in the football game early on but like he's not a bad person from there on out. He's actually like a good character, and he gets like the most badass line at the end of the movie. But then they also cut a scene at the end of the movie. Carmen and Johnny kiss, mm. and and audiences hated that too. And I was just like, I, I like, I, I guess I liked the way the movie played out, and I also really liked the you kind of had your cake and eat it too. You know, a lot of shows try and do this unsuccessfully, but for. Diz, she had always chased after Johnny, and then she kind of got Johnny. It made her happy, and then she died. And even in dying, she's like, "I'm satisfied because I got your love." You know what I mean? Which is really just the sex. She said, "I love you," he didn't say it back. And so, as an audience, I think you do feel this sense of like, you know, at least Diz got what she wanted. She got, to, you know, she got Johnny in the end, and then now Johnny maybe could get Carmen back, but probably not because they have to destroy all these bugs. Um, but I, I, like, I liked the way that the movie eventually handled it, but I didn't think, I don't know, like, you know, they're high school kids who have a romance. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that she's not going to move on when she, first like... of
0: all, <laughs> high, high school kids, high school kids. Uh, second of all, I think like you're, you're right. And, and Xander's actually a really great guy towards Carmen. Like there's, but I, I, I thought of this, too. I was like, wow, he's such a douche. But actually, he's not. He's just a dude. Um, and then if you're looking at it from the other side, test audience is not liking um, Denise Richards with, with that kiss at the end. It's because everyone wants to kiss Denise Richards. And no one likes the thought of her being with anyone. So that's why they were so opposed to it. Obviously. Obviously. You know, I met Denise Richards in person. I was... Uh, I. Uh, worked on a uh, film set back when I lived in LA and it was just like action film straight to streaming or DVD or whatever we did back in 2016. And um, it was, uh, it's not great, but she played a psychologist, which I think Denise Richards getting these roles is like, um, like she's so pretty she refused to be tap typecast as like just the pretty girl. She always wants to like be like the, the doctor or the thing. I think it's so it's kudos to her. I think that's so great. Kind of trying to get roles that people wouldn't normally give you, people wouldn't normally give you and kind of trying to achieve that look upon yourself as an actress, you know, as a professional. So, yeah. Um, And she was super nice, super sweet. I think I got her a coffee or something.
1: Integral role in the movie for you. Yeah, yeah. She was a scientist in the Bond movie, so...
0: Yeah, scientist,
1: pilot. um,
0: So I think now...
1: And now we're at basic training. Um, And I love seeing uh, Clancy Brown from Shawshank Redemption in this as the drill instructor. I think he's, like, perfect casting. Um... This is so, I think this is, you know, you've gone in on the shower scene in detail, so we don't need to, to do that anymore. Um, but, you know, Dizzy shows up out of nowhere. She was never intended to be in the military. We get this kind of back and forth with him and uh, Ace, who is played by um, Busey's kid. And Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I just, I love all this, but this was the first time I realized that the farm boy's death was not really Rico's fault, like she shot him in the eye, like the helmet wasn't covering the eye, <laughs> like she was the one that screwed up, and Rico got lashed. That was that's my new thoughts on this scene.
2: This uh, this um, actually follows
1: the the book
2: fairly so so sort of closely the uh, the. the... Like uh, this sort of training part, which is which is good, um, or or certainly what you do see is there are are sort of consequences for not following like uh, this sort of protocols. So so it does it does actually mirror that quite well, which is uh, mm-hmm.
0: so it stays pretty true.
2: Um, it's it's a, it does sort of change bits of it, but um, yeah, the basic um. Basic sort of plot, sort of beats, as it were. How we, how how um this sort of recall, um, this sort of develops, as it were. Certainly, yeah, yeah. it does. It's, it's fairly. Let me good. ask you:
0: in the book, does does Johnny or Juan in the book uh does he get like promoted, demoted, like so many times as much as he does in the in the movies?
2: Um, well, kind of, yeah. So this is where it does sort of um, they sort of differ. So um, and it does it shows you in in sort of depth about um, you know squads and who sort of leads them and, and what sort of roles there there are. Um, mm-hmm. And then he he attends, so he goes out. He has a few can't come out their pains, and then. Uh, he reaches like squad leader level or things like that, and then he the they decides he's going to go off and do officer uh, this sort of training. So so he actually goes away and uh, does that, and then there's a big section about he's uh, he's going to be a a, a uh, this sort of officer, and then and then it leads on uh, to the end uh, the the end of it, which is where he actually takes over the. Um, they're roughnecks because he's not roughneck in 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 the, in the book at the start that's right. you know, he's in a different uh, like this sort of unit and so so there are there are lots of differences there there's probably more uh like this sort of development this uh, sort of book wise for Rico you know like this sort of, ah. sort of, you know, uh, like sort of character wise he does he uh he sort of grows up a lot more i think he's not he's not uh, they're the uh, the, 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 the sort of jock sort of character that we have, and that he still is kind of by the, the end of the, of the the film. But uh, yeah, so, that, so, the, so that's quite a big sort of change, I would say.
0: So we get to the point in the movie where, I, I, you know, we were talking about him, his punishment and, and the farm boy getting shot. Um, he gets his tin lashes so that he doesn't have to, this is, this is kind of funny to me. He gets his ten lashes so he doesn't have to quit the military and he quits anyways. Right. Um, so like all that public humiliation and everything, was just like a, you know, extra helping on the side, um, sort of deal. But when, uh, the call to action part of the movie is when, um, when Osiris gets bombed, um, and that's when, uh, I love the part where he's like, "Does that look like your signature?" And he's like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "Ah, it doesn't look like it to me," and just
1: rips the the papers. I got a little choked up there. I was like, "Oh, Clancy, great, act- great acting." There was a couple th- before we move past this. There was a couple things that I thought were cool. So we got some more propaganda videos, mm. and you get like kids playing with guns, which is just like <laughs> so so great. And then there's a this part, and I didn't even realize the timeline of this, but there's gonna be an execution broadcast on live tv and um they like arrested the guy that morning and convicted him and we're gonna execute him in all in one day so just like this bleak future that it's painting but one like cool flourish from verhoven is you have rico filming this video for carmen and he's talking about oh this is my bunk and all this and all this and then he says i love you and the video ends and it sort of transitions into carmen and so now we get her story. I just thought that was a nice, like, way to transition into her part of it. And we get, like, you know, she later breaks up with Rico because she wants to go career and all that. But I, I think that there's a lot of flourishes in this movie that you may may miss just if you watch it now because you're like, oh, it just kind of looks older. And, like, it, it, was, it was interesting – it's you know i've talked about this already but it's interesting like the actors chosen for this so mark Wahlberg and matt damon both auditioned for rico mm-hmm. and he chose casper van deen because of his look and it's just it, it's interesting like the choices he made in this because it's like I, not to disparage everybody but it's like i feel like in a lot of these roles you could have just gotten someone maybe who's like got a, who's a little bit of a better actor and, and and not to necessarily say like that these people are bad actors either. It's it's like a for me it's like sometimes it's just like the way it's directed and also to the way like nineties movies age, right? But it's like I think the you know, if this movie came out today, people are like, oh, that's like really bad acting and sometimes it's hard for me to separate like, oh well this movie came out in the nineties when like this is the way movies looked and this is the way movie, you know, people acted in these movies, right? like Nicolas Cage is like such a product of the nineties, like where his acting is like sensational then. And then now he like seems over the top and it's like, he hasn't changed much. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, it's, it is hard for me sometimes to separate, like, is it the acting or is it the time period or is it the directing? You know, is he going from campy acting in this? Cause a lot of times that's the way it comes off. Um, but, but the choice to choose someone like Casper Van Dien over like, a little bit maybe a more known Mark Wahlberg maybe not as known, but Matt Damon, I think. So it's it's just an interesting choice.
2: Yeah, for me do not I d I don't I don't think you need in in this film, you don't need great actors. You know, you need uh it's interesting, you know, like like you said, these are all good good looking their people and and mm-hmm. there they are, you know, as uh, you know, good sort of looks. You know, the characters all or the kind char- uh, uh they're sort of strokes as it were. They're quite, you know, they're quite sort of bold. You know, it's not it's not sort of nuanced. There's not a huge amount of of this sort of development really going on. You know, um and and but that probably suits the the, you know, style of the film. It's a big, bold brash film. It's in your face. It's not it's not it's not hugely subtle it it tells it's 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 uh, story and their sort of images in in very full on sort of ways and uh, you know maybe maybe sort of Damon would have got a bit lost in that maybe you know you know because he's a great actor I love it but yeah so, you know yeah would he would he have been right I don't know I think, I think you know sort of Casper's you know he fits it well he fits it well no
0: I I agree with Ian I don't think you need anyone like this movie doesn't do that for, for itself. Right. It's like, a, it's more trying to tell a point than, than, than trying to be a great film, if that makes sense. Um, and then he, he has such a look too that this book was written in the fifties. This movie was in the nineties, but he looks like a product of a fifties um, like cover guy, right? Like he would be on every, like if he, uh, if he had his career back then, he would be in every movie. He would be in everything. I, I kept looking at him throughout the thing. I was like, Jesus, if if the Avengers was made back in the 90s, he would be Captain America. Like, he's such, like, the perfect... And, and that's another thing, too, is is since our main character is, like, blonde hair, blue eyes, like the product child of Aryan race, right? It it also says something about the kind of political, satirical thing that... that the director is trying to say i think it it hones more into the point All
1: Right. no yeah, yeah I, I mean i agree i i, I wasn't less questioning this, this sh- the decision more just finding it like an interesting way to go and i think that's something verhoven is kind of does a lot like he is a well-known and respected director but a lot of his movies he works with like you know not as known quantities um and so it's just it's just an interesting decision. Um, so we next we get the start of the invasion. Um, and this is where the um, there's this line from the uh, this reporter who eventually gets killed. He's like, you know, no one knows when it'll start, but we're here tomorrow. And then, you know, some say that we started this and we should take a live and let live attitude. And you get Rico comes in. He's like, well, I'm from Buenos Aires. And I say, kill them all. You know, it's yeah. it's interesting this like... <laughs> the way it throws it's it's like so subtle that may hey maybe the humans are in the wrong here even though i still think like the movie overall is like showing these the invasions of these bugs and it's like how you you can't live and let live as they're trying to kill all of you (laughs) and take over every planet
0: so that's another thing that i found interesting in the movie was was the way that the bugs were attacking is kind of sending these meteors crashing into into earth um it almost feels like it's out of their control, doesn't it? It almost it doesn't seem intentional. It just seems like, oh, these things are crashing into Earth and we need to blame the bugs. Ex- except if it was not for the spores that they put on the, on the um, meteors for the, for the invasion, which is also kind of briefly mentioned. Um, but d- did you guys think that was interesting? That, that we got into ships, we loaded the bullets into the guns, and we drove to their planet to kill them all. But it almost seems unintentional of sending meteors towards us.
2: I'm trying to think. The book certainly says that they do. So, so they are able to sort of control the, the mete- meteors, and they, you know, that that the attack is 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 they deliberate. Um, I, th- I think one thing that, that, that the that the book and film sort of mirror quite well is that we don't really know much about about. You know, like the bugs and the like, their sort of structure, um, and in a way, and and maybe I can see where where some sort of readers of of the, the book see it as maybe a bit more, a bit more left left sort of leaning, as in um, as they say, al- allegory for um, their sort of career, maybe at, at the time, and. Um, yeah. You know the the sort of enemy is painted as un unknown, sort of you know, as as a threat, um, and there's no sort of nuance there. You know, you know, going on, you know, these are horrible sort of bugs and they're ugly and, and you know they're very very different to how we work. And you know, they've
0: they've killed so much of us. They've killed so much of us. But the worst thing about them is that they're ugly. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: yeah you know and sort
2: of demonizing you know i mean obviously in in in, in the, the war you're not gonna you're not gonna praise they're the enemy but very much sort of demonizing who they are um, i did find that i do like that aspect of it um you know and both both the, the the film and and, and uh, they really really sort of mirror that that's that's very much comes over
1: yeah and I think saying that the bugs that 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 these meteors are unintentional, that you know the humans obviously attribute attribute it to an mm-hmm. intentional act, but I th- I think also you know and we're about to talk about the invasion and where like the military intelligence is completely undermined uh, or under um, they don't take the bugs as much of a threat. You know they they think they're stupid and they think this will be a walk a cakewalk. And then the bugs just completely overpower them. They they outsmart them. The, the military just sends all the ships at one time in one block. It's easy to shoot them down. And so it's like the as the movie goes on and you see that these bugs are more and more intelligent and then you find this brain bug, this smart bug, and, and the way that they suck out humans' brains to gain their intelligence and their <laughs> thoughts, it's like I don't think you can then say that the the asteroids are an accident, right? And Maybe they're yeah. like... They're just sending them out there and it's like, you know, whatever they hit, they hit. Maybe they're not good at targeting, but it's like, it definitely seems like it has to be somewhat of an intentional act on their part.
0: I mean, Um, they did, they did hit the main character's hometown. So, you know.
1: Exactly. That's, that was intentional. They knew who, I I took that personally.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) One thing before we get into the invasion, I want to say is there's a scene where Xander and Rico fight. And Xander's like, rank is not an issue. Does everyone hear that? And he turns around. And then as he turns back, Rico unloads what can only be described as his hardest punch he can give. And the fact that you didn't knock out, draw blood, cause a bruise, when you hit someone as hard as you could as they're turning into your punch, (laughs) you're pretty fucking weak. Like, you should have been able to knock him out with that. Or you just, like, missed? I don't know what happened. Oh man.
0: Yeah. The, the rivalry between him and Xander is just kind of crazy how it's like, and and then, (laughs) and then when everyone thinks he's dead and then he gets his like, or no, 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 sorry. Before everyone thinks he's dead, he sees, uh, Carmen with Xander and he's like, oh, this is why you broke up with me. Huh? Like, like career, huh? And, um, it's like, but it's not about that. And at this point in the movie, and like you said, maybe in the, in a deleted scene, but throughout the whole movie, there's not really an adamant relationship, a uh, romantic relationship between Carmen and Xander. And, and the thing is though, is that the, the way he jumps to conclusions, because, because of course he has to catch her with the guy that they had a rivalry back in high school with, right? Like if it was any other guy, he probably wouldn't think of a thing, but since it was like the whole football or jump ball and, and the dance, uh, shit that happened there it was just like it's like all these emotions piled on but I love how after this they pull them away from the fight and then they go get the tattoos and one of the most look like painfully looking ways to get a tattoo and then pours alcohol on it who is that is that Kit, Kit pours alcohol on his face Ace, Ace. Ace okay uh, well just like a Busey being an <laughs> asshole in a film
2: they're are soldiers and so they're they're
1: tough guys, aren't they? You know, yeah. of, you know go off and do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we have the first wave, everything goes horribly, um, and this is where the reporter gets killed, and then we see Rico get stabbed in the leg, and it sort of ends with this fade to black of a of a monster coming at him and him screaming. I think you have to know he's not dead, right? Um <laughs> You know, one, we've seen the movie ten times, but two, like...
0: I haven't, and my wife hasn't, and she was watching it with me, and she looked to me, and she goes, you know, it would be just like this movie to kill off the main character. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) You're right. It would be, but I don't think that's the way it's going.
1: (laughs) Well, in this, we also thought Carmen had died, right? Because we thought a flare, they show a flare hitting her ship, and it's like, so everyone died? Uh, All the people (laughs) we care about died in this? It's just going to be the Diz story from here on out?
0: Diz and Um, Carl. You can't forget Carl.
1: Well, and then there's this like interstitial where these two talking heads are yelling at each other, which is also just so funny because that's like all TV is now is people yelling at each other across the desk. Um, But he's (laughs) the one line from the guy is like, I think the idea of a bug that thinks is offensive to me, which is also funny because everything's (laughs) offensive now. Um, But he's just he's like he's clearly playing like this right wing blowhard character um he's like the idea of a bug that thinks offends me um but then we find out immediately Carmen survived she thinks Rico's died then we find out a second later Rico's died i love he's the alive fish, the fish yeah sorry the fish tank with Rico inside of it is a really cool like set piece setup
2: in the back of the tank <laughs>
0: And, and the way they're all chair, they're like, you're, you're a KIA dude. See you in three days. And he just gives a thumbs up. Like, it's so casual. Like, I don't know. Something about that is just like, I don't know. It's like it, it, in this world, you're just expected to die. So if you don't die, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> luck of the draw, you know?
1: Um, so next he, we, uh, we joined the roughnecks and we realized his teacher, they, they pronounce it like Ratchek. check, rat check. Is how they pronounce this guy's last Ratch,
0: name. Ratchak,
1: yeah, but he's the leader. I like uh, Busey getting punched because he says, "I heard this guy's a hard ass." <laughs> like he saved all of our lives. It's like this guy has saved every single. Every, to join the Roughnecks, you have to almost die, and he just happens to find you. That's how you get in.
0: There's this part when um, Johnny gets promoted in rank, and he's looking for another. Um, Lieutenant, or he's looking for a squad leader. That's what he's looking for, right? And he turns to Ace and he's like, "Do you be my squad leader?" And he goes, "I've done it before and I failed. I don't want to do it." And then he just turns to like a little to the left to Carmen. He's like, "All right, how about you?" And Carmen's like, "Yeah, I'm down a hundred percent. Thank you for choosing me." I was like, "You are not his first choice, Carmen." And not Carmen, Diz. You are not his first choice, Diz. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it's a little sarcastic from her.
0: I didn't take it. I thought it was genuine, but it was so funny how it was just immediately like, "All right, Diz, come on."
2: I suppose, and and you know, it's interesting. You know, like we spoke about earlier about how how the characters, you know, you know, change. You know, Johnny gets, you know, dumped, and then you know, next thing he's a, uh, you know, Diz and things like that. But it's it's I I I suppose it shows you it's the nature of 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 their war. You know, you don't have time to actually think too much about, about these things.
1: You know, yeah. so so if
2: you get offered, you know, a squad, a squad leader, even though, you know, someone else was was asked first, you know, you go for it. You know, if someone says, you know, oh, fancy a bunker, then you go for it because you don't know how long you've got
1: left, do you? You, know, you don't know no, what's going to happen. So
0: <laughs> Life moves pretty fast in these
1: parts. Yeah, well, yeah, rat, yeah. That's right. Ratchek's line I love where he's like, You asked me for advice once, so here's my advice Never say no to a good thing.
0: <laughs> oh, Ratchek is a G too, because he's like, He comes into his bunk and he's sleeping. He's like in the middle of about to sleep with Diz, and he's like, All right, come on in like 10 minutes. And then he sees Diz and he's like, Make that 20. Like, what
1: a G. I, I found it funny where she was like twenty minutes and he's like we can make it work and I thought of the, you know those memes where someone's like oh look at this tiny fry and then it's cut with a guy who's like that's actually a normal size fry that's like fine I was like just imagine like someone cutting this and be like twenty minutes is like plenty of time
0: <laughs> I was I was making a joke with with my wife Taylor and she she goes um, she goes do you think he would have she's like because he asked who's that underneath underneath and like what if it wasn't Diz? what if it was like a, a dude and then Michael Ironside was like okay 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the next part about like planet P and stuff I think is the most interesting part of the movie like I think that's where we learn that there's a lot of different bugs not just the arachnids um, which I think that's what they're overall called but I'm calling the arachnids the ones that like the millions, one that not the big ones that can shoot fire and not the flying ones and not the little red ones, but the, the main, like, what what would be equivalent to the citizen for humans would be that for, for the bugs, right? Um, That there's different types and we get introduced to all these different types. Um, I, I think that's everything that happens on planet P I think is really cool.
1: Well, well, there's one planet before Planet P. I don't remember what it's called, but basically it's the one where Rico, like, jumps on the back of the big bug.
0: Klindothu. And...
1: No, Klindothu is the first one. Oh. But I just think the scene where we first meet this big bug, he Rico jumps on his back, shoots a hole in it. It, like... It is a rah rah moment of the movie where it feels like pro, like pro military, but just like, oh, this is just a cool action space movie. You even have the really cool effects of like his second in command getting her arm blown off, you know, with the fire. It's like burned off and you see it melting in the bone and then until he, you know, um, Ironside saves her. Um, and then right afterwards, I love the line of like, do you want to be my corporal? Uh, and he's like, uh, and he's like, You want you want me to do that? And he's like, only until you're dead or I find someone better. And you know, they repeat that line later on because it's so cool. Um And then we get the dance scene and the sex scene, and then we get to Planet P, which is the some of like the I think a lot of like the trailer stuff comes from this Planet P part, like where you look up and millions of bugs are descending in on this trap that they've set. Um And the one line where the guy looks back and screams, he's like, bugs incoming. Like, you know, I I don't know. It's just from a visual perspective, I think this is one of the coolest scenes. Like the planet P trap part of it.
0: Also the planet's name that, uh, they killed the, the tanker bug on it's called Tango Orilla.
1: Say that five times fast.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, I, I agree. I think the Planet P stuff is really cool. We get to learn more, way more about. Um, the cool thing too is that they've been. Do they say how long they've been fighting these bugs for? Maybe Ian, it, does it say it more clearly in the book?
2: Um, it's oh, it's certainly with the the book. It's 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 a years. It's a good it's a good few years at least at least sort of two or sort of equals. You know, it could be longer than that, but I mean they the passage of, of of sort of time and like what it does show you is that there is like you know they do get um you know sh- leave uh the the their drives that they have to go from from sort of system to system you know it's ta- you know it, it takes you know days it's not it's not a star Trek. it's not star wars both when you're there you know it, it, it you know it does it take a while you know, to actually travel to the to to the, the planets and things like that, and they do have to resort of group and you know, you know, rest rest there, the the sol- soldiers and things like that. So it's not sort of full on. So there is there is a fair passage of sort of time, yeah, actually going on with it.
0: Um, well, the, the, the reason I ask is because they seem all surprised about these different types of bugs and they don't quite know how to handle them. And then one thing I like about the movie is that as they learn about the bugs, we, as the audience learn about the bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, how they, long have they been fighting these things that they yeah. haven't learned that there's flying ones, that there's tankers, that there's thinking
2: ones, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, they do talk about, oh, they do talk about, about the, the, um, Sort of st- structure for them, so like, like sort of ants or or um, they, uh, they, they, they're bees, so there's you know, like the hierarchy of them, yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, so there's, there's, um, um, they're worker bugs, there's like sort of warriors, there's um, they, there's uh, they sort of queens, which might have been you know, you know, in. In the, day of the film they're the great big bug like like that might have been mesa sort or of Queen, um and but but yeah as it goes on and, and, and it, it, it does it does them mirror it when they realize oh, oh, there must be these these are smart bugs these sort of brain, uh, brain their bugs and they do show it as well they do, they do it does it's slightly different from, from the day of the book but they go to uh planet I think they sort or of P. Um, with a plan to capture the the bugs, the the story of how they do that is a slightly different. Part. But but they, but they are under uh, they sort of ground. You know they do end up being underground and, and they're capturing one. Um, unfortunately, guys, nobody gets their uh, their princess in the book. That's very much just for the film. So.
1: Lame. Um, Uh, Uh. you know one thought i had is so this book you said was written in the 50s movies done in the 90s i don't like to call things plot holes but why the hell are we not just sending nukes from off planet like we surely 200 years in the future have the capability to kill a bunch of bugs from space without actually
0: Actually, I was thinking of like, you know, that weapon that they use sometimes during the movie, the the mini nuke on the on the bazooka thing. Right. right? It takes like two full magazines, sometimes three or four from like each person to kill one regular fucking bug. Right. But yep. then they do this nuke bazooka thing and it takes like 90 out in one shot. Why aren't all of them equipped with that nuke bazooka thing?
1: That's like a scarcity issue, probably.
0: I know, but like, but you could take care of a lot of stuff doing that, you know.
2: Well, well, they do talk about uh, about that, you know, like 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 the book does say about, you know, you know, sort of weapons, how much you can actually uh, they sort of carry, you know, what mm. how 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 they are made as well, and obviously, you know, uh, the the ships themselves, they get wiped out, so it does. It does very much talk about about that i think i think for the nukes i think there's one bit where that's actually think that um the, the nukes might not work so but they do have like uh, this sort of gas so they they, they sort of develop gas weapons that can knock the, the bugs out um but also they want these uh their sort of planets you know you know if they nuke the planets you know humans can't really live on them so you know, they want to retake these, these planets and um, they live on
1: them as well. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. So we get the, 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 we talked about the setup a little bit, um, or, you know, the bugs setting them up and, and coming. I, um, I love the come on you apes. You want to live forever line, you know, even, even when you see the satire of it, you, like I said, there's a few times where you can just get caught up in the, in the action of it. Um, the general getting killed is, you know, they foreshadow early on when some guy gets grabbed by a flying bug and he shoots the guy in the chest to kill him, and he's like, "I expect anyone to do the same for me." And then, you know, Rico has to to do that. I to want to talk him. about
0: that. I want to talk about that when the guy gets gets carried away by one of the flying bugs because it have looks to like t- you don't have to tell me you want to talk about it. Just talk about it. That bug <laughs> looks like he is fucking that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me he doesn't look like that. It's like, and then you think, why did Michael Ironside not just shoot the bug if he was going to take that shot and then shot the soldier or shot the bug first and then the soldier? But I was like, I guess if I was being fucked by a bug, I would also want to be shot immediately.
1: But it's also interesting if this is a setup by the bugs, why would did that one bug steal that one guy? Maybe they're like, oh, it'd be too obvious if none of them die on the way to this outpost. Also, like, why didn't they land closer to the fort? Why did they walk miles to it? Plot convenience, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Dizzy dies, um, which is Ugh. pretty sad. I don't know why they didn't leave the stinger in. You always know you don't take a stab, like a knife out of a stab victim. I don't think it would have helped, dude. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think she was a goner anyways. Maybe, probably. Um, and then Rico tells them to blast planet P, but they're like, nah, we've got another, we got another idea. And then um, the funeral where Carl shows up um, Carl looks like he's aged like 20 years and it's been like three months, but he just looks so much older. And it's, I don't know if it's supposed to be just like the, the weight of sending all these people to die because uh, his line of like, you know, Carmen's like, you knew it was a trap and you sent us anyway. Cause he's like, Oh Rico, I didn't know it was your unit. I, I didn't want it to be your unit. And he's like, you don't approve. This is for the human species, boys and girls. Like, and as you can, you can say like, he is a bad guy, but he is, you know, there is, th- from his perspective, he's like, we're all going to die if we don't kill these bugs. Like if we don't find this brain bug, he knows about the brain bug, but maybe not them. Um, so it is interesting how like the, the movie does at least give you enough to, to it, it allows Carl to make his argument, even if you don't agree with it.
0: And there's one thing about the movie that I probably need Ian to explain to me because, of course, you know, he's read the book. Um, We get at the end of the movie that Carl can read the brain bug's mind and then you get these hints through the propaganda that some people can read people's minds and then at the very beginning, which we didn't talk about, there was like this mind reader trick game where you have to judge the card and like know what matching card it has and stuff like that. And it's like Rico isn't smart enough to read people's minds or whatever. Can people read like is that just a propaganda thing or can people actually read people's minds in the book? Um in in the book
2: no. Um now now as I said earlier, so sort of Carl Carl, Carl doesn't make it. Carl very really quickly gets gets uh, gets uh, killed off. But in in the final like uh, this sort of battle as it were in on 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 Planet P there is a you know these characters don't have any any uh, uh their sort of names but there's these there's these officers from from this size or core right who they are and they're able to um what they're able to do is to sort of locate where the these sort of tunnels for the bugs are you know with their minds so that's a, so that is one of the things that they can uh, so they can, uh, yeah. Yeah, haha. So there's, so there's, there's an element, but not, not specifically sort of mind, uh, mind sort of reading, but there is some sort of psychic sort of element, within, okay.
1: Some sort of mind sort of well,
2: power going on, yeah.
1: One thing I wanted to point out, and I don't know if either of you knew this, so the writer of this movie originally started writing this script unaware of starship troopers and it was called bug hunt at outpost nine, which is just a horrible title for a movie. But when they started to realize the similarities between this and starship troopers, he optioned and, you know, bought the rights to do starship troopers. So I think that does probably explain some of the, you know, the, you know, the disilluminar similarities, the things that aren't Mm the same. Um, and so, like, I think that, you know, that explains it, right? And there's there's, there's a couple of things at the end of the book, um, funnily enough,
2: that sort of don't make it to the film. Um, maybe because, as well, actually could um, couldn't sort of do it well or maybe just, you know, didn't feel like maybe, maybe do this or like, visually. So the, the mobile infantry have these um, their suits? They are like sort of powered suits that uh, help them to sort of jump, so that so they can you know travel large um, uh, their sort of distances. There's there's more sort of strength, you know, to them almost like a, like a kind of suit type type thing. So they've all got got these uh, these uh, suits that they have, and that's a, and that was probably a step too far. In a way, I quite like the fact that the film they are. They are just their soldiers, you know. They're just, you know, same as same as their soldiers. Now. They've got their uh, their sort of guns, and 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 that's it, you know. So that's that's, that's, that's one one sort of fairly big sort of change, really. You know, the 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 book actually opens with them um, uh, their sort of reco talking about about uh, their the suits and how they work, and uh, uh, and 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 then it goes back to to, to sort of high school a bit like like uh like the, the the film film does um a, another thing from 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 the book which 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 we don't see but there's this a uh, special um the sort of dog branch in in the in the the military where 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 where, where the dogs are are advanced and they have some sort of um their sort of psychic sort of power and the the their handles are, are 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 tuned in there to the dogs so we see a little bit of that um and um the rico doesn't uh, he doesn't uh sort of qualify for that. The only thing he, he sort of qualifies as is, is for the, the the infantry. So that's uh, yeah yeah. A couple of bits that that maybe would uh, maybe would be nice uh, nice uh, to see but we don't get
0: this movie is already two hours we don't have time for that <laughs>
1: <laughs> we next get the invasion uh, real quick there is this one cool bit from Carl Enrico where he said um uh, Carl's like also I heard you need a new LT you want the job and he's like I'll take it until I die or find someone better and I think there is besides the satire elements of this movie, there is this nice arc for Rico. There's this like normal story that has this arc for him yeah, yeah, of like him not knowing what he wants to do with his life, just being in love with this girl in high school, being this kind of like dumb guy and then sort of finding his purpose where it's just funny because you have all these people dying around him who, you know, also thought this was their purpose, but he's like the main character that gets to live. Um, I then next thought as we're in, they're invading planet P again the the CGI of the ship getting hit in half and like them getting it, Xander and Carmen getting in the escape pod I thought actually held up really well
0: the it's, for me even all the bug CGI really held up really well the only one that didn't hold up was the big thinker bug I thought it looked real bad at the end but comparatively everything else was like pretty damn good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only issue I, I I have is sort of visually some of the some of the spaceship shots are a bit fuzzy in sort of places, but but actually generally, yeah, it's, it does still look really great. So, so
1: some of the spaceship stuff looks like um like a a Disney World ride, like a you know a, like a like that's what uh, you know our thought would be. I mean, so welcome like, to Space Mountain exactly yeah like some of it looked like that so but otherwise uh pretty good so carmen and and xander escape they get down and then they get they go into a tunnel and are surrounded by a bunch of bugs i've never
0: seen a hollow mountain that you can just
1: crash right through into have you ever been to a bug planet no well there you go okay So they get brought to the queen, um, which is funny because they're like, oh, the queen doesn't, you know, they don't let people live. What are they doing? And then uh, Z has this, like, they want us alive line. Um, And this is where, like, so I think in a movie, when you watch it, you automatically, you know, you're like the protagonist. That's my guy. That's who I, like, see myself as or, like, who I empathize with. And so you see Xander stealing his girl and you're like, this guy's a dick, right? Right. And so I just – I expected at the end of him to do something dickish in, like, right before he dies, right? Because it's also a movie trope of, like, making us okay with someone's death. But Sander in the end, knows he's about to die, hands off the knife to Carmen. And then the most badass line in the movie, one day someone like me is going to kill you and your whole fucking race. And it spits like, on him. Spits yeah. on him. <laughs> and for – for a movie that's supposed to not, you know, is, is a satire and a decrying, like, militarization, it's, like, such a fucking badass line.
0: The, the most badass thing is when Carmen cuts off that little dude's, or that big dude's little thing coming out of his butthole mouth.
1: Yeah, well, and then Rico comes in, and this is another cool line, too, and he's like, do you know what this is? Boom. And, like, I think that was also from the trailer. Like, the good use of, like, scenes for the trailer, I remember in this. Um, It's funny, too. He's got this nuke. And then all that happens is, like, the thinking bug backs away. And then all the other bugs are like, we're okay with dying. And then just chase after them. And so this this ends in, like, what seems like a very anticlimactic way. Because you have uh, Sugar Watkins, like, gets stabbed. And so then he, like... Is like oh I'm gonna sit here and, and and blow these guys up and let you escape, but then they escape, and uh, it's just like the war is over, and then it's just over. And you it it's funny too is like Rico sort of found the big bug, but then it's actually uh, Clancy Brown Sergeant Zim that gets like the credit for it and all. But I it, it was funny seeing him at the very end because he was like I wanna I wanna quit and go back and be a private and you know I wanna go fight. I'm tired of teaching. Uh, and then he he sort of solved it all.
0: Which is also, like, he has a, a lot of emotional cues in this movie. Like, when he rips up the resonation letter, and then you realize he demotes himself to private so he can fight, I thought was just all great stuff that you could
1: do with his character. And, and you know, the music wasn't very overpowering in this, but the music when um, your guy, uh, Seth Gilliam, <laughs> Sugar Watkins, grabs the uh, grabs the nuke is, like, like i was like oh yeah that like works nicely with this and it is like the movie has like some very conventional elements in it which obviously confused like critics who thought it was pro war at the time but like it's it's just it has some elements that are done very well and it and surprisingly like still hold up
2: i th- I think it hits you know so so many like um, and um, they sort of beats you know, like, you know, I, you know, if I think back to uh, you know, uh, Hollywood, their sort of war films, uh, you know, World, World War Two films. I'm of, I'm of an age where I saw lots of them, you know, big big, you know, you know, you know, fifties and their sixties war films and uh it does hit a lot of the same uh, same sort of beats, uh, same sort of feelings and um and and for me it's it's it, it's a multi-layered film and you can watch it in in whatever sort of mood that you're in so if you want if you want just to you know chill out and watch and watch a bit of you know Bug, uh, uh they sort of go then you know do that and it's in a, or it's got space there sort of action things I love I love how, I think I think there's one of the one of the um one 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 of the spaceship scenes and, and uh, the score uh, goes quite quite sort of uh, James sort of honorish, quite sort of Star trek at one at one stage, and it's like yeah, you know it's it's actually you know homaging you know you know great sort of space films at like that point, or, or you can watch it for the for for the satire, or you can watch it to get angry about. It. No, you know, they're the army. <laughs> you can do yeah. all of those things, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it, e- it even ends, too, with this line of, like, you know, everyone's going to forget that today was the day that we defeated them. And it was just this private Zim, you know, who captured a brain bug, right? Um, and And but then, you know, it ends with that in this, like, conventional movie of, like, oh, yeah, we defeated the bugs. And then right after that, just to remind you, the propaganda films again. You yeah. know what I mean? With like, join and, the army. And you have, and Rico's turned into Rat Chick, right? He's just become that guy now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: And not only that, I mean, you have the the good endings of Carmen becoming the pilot she's always wanted to be. And, and like you said, Rico becoming the soldier he's always wanted to be. But then you have this like really kind of, uh, I don't know how to say like a, like a, a negative, connotation about like they're torturing this thinker bug um like almost like they even have like a sensor bar on it like they're almost like molesting it in in a in a through experience experiments and stuff like that and i was like this is very like nazi-ish like capturing your enemy and experimenting on them and and stuff like that and it's just kind of honing in on the whole like maybe they are the villains like that that whole thing kind of comes back into circle you know,
1: and, and maybe not even like they're the villains in the content in conventional sense of like they started this. That they're the ones that were in the wrong the whole time. But the like the what war does to you, where maybe even your cause in the beginning was righteous, but now look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing to these creatures who you just have no like empathy for and no feelings for. Like look what you've become. Um, and so it's it's just like as as Ian has said, it's like so many layers to it um i I love the sensor over the bug and what what i was reading is like the sensor over the bug being like probed was like just a choice like for comedic effects satire whatever but at one point there's a cow that gets destroyed by a bug and it's not a real cow obviously like they bring in a real cow and then they show a cgi cow but they actually put the sensor over it just for PETA, like at PETA's either request or because they knew they were gonna have to deal with that like oh like
0: like actual
1: PETA. Like, so yeah, like the people for the ethical treatment of animals. It's, it's just funny that like... No, no, no,
0: I know what PETA is. I was saying like it, PETA like in our world, PETA, or PETA in like their, the movie world, PETA.
1: Not 2197 PETA. 1997 okay. <laughs> PETA was like... Okay. Just so they didn't have to deal with it, which it's just funny. Like we saw so many decapitations. Yeah. And it's like, but, uh, but a CGI cow is a bridge too far.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but, but then I, you say that, and I'm also surprised that they could show all those kids stomping on those actual cockroaches. Yeah, I'm curious how they did that part. Because I don't think you can get away with that now. PETA would be on your ass if you killed actual bugs in a movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say just, like, you know, overall to, to end this, I i am glad we did this because you know my view of this as a kid you know a preteen teenager was just enjoying it on that surface level and just watching it now it's like I was like oh we're gonna do this movie I remember liking it as a kid but I was a kid and like watching it now I like it so much more and that was not what I expected but it's just it's held up so well and the in the undercurrent that's throughout it is just so good. I
0: I have a similar thought and, and as a first time watching this, I came into this movie with a certain expectation, thinking it was gonna be all out satirical, like an like I said, like an airplane or a, a Monty Python sort of thing. And the fact that it has it takes itself super seriously but it, it still finds its way to have these, these moments of, of satire. I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. And I think that's that's uh, that was a nice surprise for me.
2: I I, I think probably very similar to uh, this sort of David, you know, this is a film that um, you know, still stands up still looks great. Um, you know, I've said about it, how it works on lots of uh, their sort of level. so so every time that you watch it, you're going to get something. Uh, they new i probably watched this film once every two years, maybe, you know, I've watched it that many times, you know, I loved it I loved it when it saw it. I still love it now um, yeah, and if you haven't seen it, uh, then I don't know why on earth you've spent the past hours <laughs> <or school> actually, <laughs> actually listening to ours but but if you haven't watched it, go off and watch it because it's it's a great film. I I
0: agree. I agree. And Ian, um, if you could give us where the easiest way they can find you—social media or how how can um, how can people find you?
2: Um, well, so so social media, I'm um, I'm pretty uh very lazy with. So the one place that you can get me is uh, this on Twitter. So. I'm on there, just uh, look up um, cult connections, and you'll find me there, uh, and that's about it. But I am on there a lot, as you guys know. I that's that's I where do, I met you. Yeah, I do tweet a lot, so yeah, that's my main hangout. Um, so I will be there until it's, it 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 falls into... Uh, they sort of ruin, which might be yeah, uh, you know, sooner than we think. To be
0: honest, hopefully not, but maybe. <laughs> well, I just want to thank Ian one more time, and you can find him at Cult Connections Podcast, and click if you want to know more.
1: Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David,
0: and this is Alon, and I finally watched Starship Troopers.
1: <laughs>